This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Thursday edition. Been a couple weeks, but uh, good to have Larry Woody back, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. Larry, how are you today? I'm, I'm doing well, Marty. I'm, I've come out of hibernation today to have lunch with some old newspaper buddies, so uh, I'm, I'm doing well. Hope things are well in the borough. Boy, knowing that crew you're going to be with, they're going to be spinning some tails. <laughs> not, not a, one of them is, is Mike Oregon, one of your old, old newspaper running buddies. There might even be a Monty Hale story uh, told or two. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Larry. You know, I was thinking today, actually yesterday and then more this morning, um, you know, we'll, and we'll get into further in the, the this proverbial dumpster fire at, in Knoxville. There was a time not that long ago, Larry, that MTSU uh, beat Memphis three straight years. They beat Vanderbilt three straight years. Um, played played UT a pretty good ball game when UT was a good team. And now you look at this situation, you know, and even Vanderbilt at that time, they, they were going to bowl games. Um, and – Tennessee was rolling, and um, but Middle in in some years could could have state claimed as the number two program in the state as far as uh, FBS goes. Now you look, Memphis is over there, uh, over to the west, just kind of laughing at everybody right now. Uh, you know, Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt. You know, uh, Middle has won seven games the last two years. And Tennessee is a train wreck. So it's kind of funny how things go in cycles. But I guess to get back to the point, you know, Middle's got its issues it's got to deal with. Um, But Tennessee, I don't know how they're going to get out of all this. I don't know, Monty. And, you know, it's it's just stunning, like like you said, to see how far that program has fallen. You know, for for years, you know, UT football was – was the epitome of college football. I remember when I was in the Army, you know, with with a lot of guys from all around the country, they were – often they'd mention, man, what a what a football program you, you people have down there in Tennessee. And now, you know, you mentioned UT football, people roll their eyes. It's, it, like you said, it's a, it's a dumpster fire, and it's uh, – I don't see it being put out anytime soon. It seemed like every day – you think it can't get worse, and the next day it gets worse. It's, it's just a – you know, it's a – you know, it's just stunning. You, you you shake your head and say, "How how could this have happened?" But it it happened in the same way at, at Middlemont. It's you know to a much lesser degree, and and the the scary thing is, it, it's not just a couple of sports writers sitting around and, and grumping and growling. The fans are staying away in droves. I mean, the the interest has dropped, and and this was pre virus too. That, I mean, the interest was was plunging at, at these programs you're talking about before. You know, before the virus hit, and, and gave the, gave the, the schools an excuse not to have any fans. It was just, it was a disaster. And down the street here, for at Vanderbilt, it's the same way. It's you know, it's just, it, it's just chaotic. And and not just the football program, but you know, other other teams in the, in the department are. You know, it's 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 spilling over. It's a a great. It's a it's a, a grim time to be a sports fan. We'll, we'll put it like that. And you know, 
a coach, not a head coach, but a guy that used to coach at MTSU told me, he goes, Asapi speaks volumes. Um, when people aren't coming, when people aren't outraged about stuff, but they, and then just don't show up, uh, that is a battle, that is a nightmare for an athletic director. I mean, you would much rather have people complaining and what what have you versus not even voicing a concern at all. When they're upset, that, that means they care. But that, that, that happened at Vanderbilt starting back years ago. You know, things with just some terrible football teams and performances and problems, and there didn't seem to be a ripple on the water. Just like, you know, just ho-hum. You know, no, nobody cares. But you're right. The, the people who run the show would much rather fans would be would be outraged and, and you know, show, showing some emotion and, and letting, you know, showing that they really care what's going on rather than just kind of brush it off. And that, frankly, that that's happened at UT, too. You know, I, I have friends who are just diehard UT fans, including one who lives in Murfreesboro, who said, used to, Monty, when UT would play a, a, a really bad game, he would have trouble sleeping at night. That, that's what, what a, a diehard fan he was. He'd be so so upset over a bad performance, he, he couldn't sleep. And I told him a while back, he, he's gone through a lot of sleepless nights in the last couple of years. But but the point of the story is, he, he said it doesn't affect him anymore. He says he's just basically not given up, but he's got to the point where he just doesn't care. He, he's not emotionally involved with the with the program anymore. And I think you, I think we're seeing that uh, malaise or whatever you want to call it, uh, all over the all over the state, all over Big Orange Country. And you know, Larry, when I think about UT football, a lot of my buddies go, "You're just a hater." I'm like, "Hey, I went to school my freshman year there." You know, I eventually came back when my father got ill, but um, I loved it. I mean, I lived for it. I mean, there was a place right behind my dorm. Where you could get tickets, I got there a quarter to eight every Monday morning to get my tickets. Um, it was the thing to do, um, it, and that's when Johnny Majors was there. So that'll throw a little age breaker in there. Um, but it was—you never—I mean, it was so—it was fun. Now you never knew what you were gonna get uh, out of Johnny. Sometimes uh, Notre Dame came in, I think, ranked fourth in the country and um tennessee just laid the took him to the woodshed now two weeks later at homecoming they lost to rutgers and rutgers was terrible but it was the thing to do i mean and even mtsu when it made its move to 1a they looked at tennessee's schedule and try and and would adjust their time that they played because of where ut was playing uh, and what time they were playing. Now they can't do that because Memphis is on TV a lot, and TV dictates. Like, like, we, like we said, Marty, I grew up in Crossville, and, and there were three religions there. Uh, there were Baptist, Methodist, and, and UT football. <laughs> Those were the three main religions in Crossville. You know, growing up, we didn't know if they're paying attention to anything other than UT. You know, that was, that was as orange as a country, as big orange country could be. And as far you know, just grew up a, a diehard UT fan. And then as a sports writer, you know, uh, Johnny Majors, I, I worshipped Majors. You know, uh, he, he was one of my all-time favorites, a, a personal friend as well as a, as a coach. And uh, I, I thought the, the school, you know, really, really mistreated him when they when they eased him out. He, you know, it might have been time to go, but there were there were better ways to do it than the, than the way the, the school handled it. So I. I they, they ruffle a lot of feathers, including mine, with you know dumping majors out the back door the way they did. But ever since then, you've got to give Fulmer credit, and I I, I came to like Fulmer. We, we he invited me to come up and, and fish with him at his place on Teleco once. So I I became after being peeved initially over Fulmer's role in the majors coup, I I, I became a, a friend of Fulmer's, and I you know I, I was pulling for him. And people you know that are down on Fulmer, Monty, if you think about it, you know. Philip didn't just put, you know, he he put his neck on the on the line too when he hired Pruitt. He didn't go out and say, "I think I'll hire some guy that'll probably take the program to rock bottom," because Philip was personally invested in the in the program, and nobody in defense of former Monty, nobody 
bleeds orange like Philip Fulmer. He, I, I've done stories on him growing up in Winchester, and he'd lie awake at night, you know, dreaming little boy dreams about playing for for the Vols someday, and then everything he did won a national championship, so forth. So nobody. Nobody loves that program more than Fulmer, and and the disaster, the dumpster fire, as you call it, is it, not his fault. Maybe he could have done a better job or should have done a better job avoiding it with some of the, the choices he made, starting with Pruitt, obviously, a terrible, terrible choice looking back. But uh, you can't fault Fulmer for trying, is what I'm trying to say. He, he didn't sabotage the program. He uh, he took over a bad situation and, and unfortunately wasn't able to, to, to make it any better. Yeah, and I, I think you look back when they hired Jeremy Pruitt, and um, I had a lot of dealings with him when he played his two years at Middle, and uh, he was a. If you come in and start as a freshman under Boots, you're a very smart, for one thing, football player. I mean, he's a smart football man. Sometimes assistants don't make good head coaches. But when you look back at the time when he hired him, it looked like a, a, a great hire. A guy that had been under Saban, guy had been under Kirby Smart, guy had been under Jimbo Fisher. Um, it looked like a bang hire to me. But, again, you, you, can't, you don't have a crystal ball that can, can tell you, hey, this guy's just a, he's a great defensive coordinator, maybe one of the best in the country. But you can't predict – whether or not he's going to be a good or great head coach. Yeah, that's what I mean about Fulmer, Marty. I don't think you can – a lot of people are blaming Fulmer, but I don't think you can fault Fulmer because at the time, Pruitt looked like a great a great catch, a great choice. And uh, But it didn't turn out, and I began to have problems, you know, concerns about him right, right away. The team wasn't prepared. It wasn't motivated. It wasn't anything. And uh, some of the sideline decisions and, and game day preparation, just all that, it was uh, – it. You knew from from the first season this was a mistake, and it just got worse and worse. But again, you can't can't fault Fulmer because uh, Pruitt came with their credentials, but it just didn't uh, it didn't turn out. So, so again, it's a it's a grim situation, and it gets worse every year, Monty. Because you know, in the old days, UT they were you know kind of the king of the mountain, and 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 players were were lying awake at night dreaming of playing for them, and now. You know that that's no longer the case. They're a, they're a mid-level at best SEC football program, and a good good recruit. Monty, he's going to think twice about coming up and and spending two of his four or five years in college as part of a rebuilding program. Good recruits want to come to a program and and start playing for for championships and national television and that kind of stuff, and not uh, not be cannon fodder for for a rebuilding program that somebody else can come in later and enjoy so it it's uh it, i told my buddy money ut football is like a nascar race at talladega when you when you get behind no matter how fast you you run you're still going to be behind you it's hard to catch up because nobody's going to slow down and pull over and, and wait for you to catch up and and ut got behind and uh, man it's going to be tough to catch up again we're joined today by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the things when we were looking at trying to craft our menu to help those who are dieting is the side dishes. A lot of times we were so used to eating starches and unhealthy side dishes. In addition to our spinach, which we've had on the menu from the start, we've added zucchini and green beans, but we've also added broccoli. The broccoli is properly steamed so it's not too soft and not too hard. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. At Heritage South Community Credit Union, we help when others won't. It's what our members tell us we do every day. Whether it's a loan for a car you need to get to work or saving for the future, let us see if we can help. If you live, work, worship, or attend school in Rutherford, Bedford, or Marshall Counties, you can be a member of Heritage South. Visit our website, heritagesouth.org, to learn more. Insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. 
Parks Auction. We handle everything. Whether you're buying or selling a home or whether you're buying or selling commercial property, the auction is just so much easier, quicker, smoother. My wife and I sold our personal home. Parks Auctions helped us with that. The house brought about 20% more than we were going to ask for. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. Friday night on WGNS Radio, we've got Lady Raider basketball at 5.30 as they travel to Western Kentucky to take on the Hilltoppers. That's Friday afternoon at 5.30, also Saturday afternoon at 5.30. We'll have both games on WGNS Radio. On Friday night, State Farm Prep Basketball, Blackman at Riverdale. That's on WGNSRadio.com and streaming on our apps. We'll have the game live and then re-air that on Saturday afternoon for you as well. Speaking of Saturday, it's the Prentice Alsop Heating and Air Coaches Corner, fueled by Donut Country and Chick-fil-A. With conversation beginning at 8 a.m., it's Girls Basketball Week. MTCS Cougar Corner follows at 10.15. We also have uh, Blue Raider Men's Basketball as they host Western Kentucky. 3.30 on Saturday afternoon and 12.30 Sunday afternoon. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Larry Woody joining us today. Former, long time. He's not former. He's still writes outdoors columns and other pieces, but a uh, longtime sports writer, author and columnist. You know, Larry, um, I look at this situation at UT and it, um, and, and it's a, a further degree than my experiences in this, but um, I was a beat writer at MTSU when uh, their men's basketball program got put on probation. Um, when Bruce Stewart was the head coach, and um, I've, I've heard about all these allegations as what, and and um, I called him one day and um, to ask him about it, and he goes, "I really don't want to get into it, Monty." He goes, "But they got us," and that was kind of it. And um, I look back, um, uh, I went with him on a recruiting trip to Memphis. They were trying to get into the Memphis area and uh, had not had a lot of success, but we went to three different high schools met with and uh, talked to three different kids and all that. I don't even know if that was legal or not. <laughs> you know, I, I was young. Um, and it, it was funny, though, um, what they eventually got them on, I think, um, was giving them uh, a pair of shoes and uh, like sweatsuits, and then I think they gave another recruit at not, not in Memphis uh, gave the mom an MTSU teddy bear. That's essentially what they got them on. Kind of goes back to that. They were so mad at Kentucky, they gave Cleveland State two years. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they used to say every time. Every time uh, uh, Ohio State get caught cheating, they'd put Western Kentucky on probation. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're right, Monty. I, uh, I, I'm not sure, to be honest. I've been, been fooling with this for a half a century. I, I'm not sure there's a program, a, a, a big-time sports, uh, college sports program in the country that could pass a, a real strict white glove inspection like we used to have in the Army where they'd walk down the, the, the row with white gloves and run their finger along the top of a locker to see if there's a little dust on it. I don't think any program in the country, Monty, could pass one of those. There's such a, a big gray area in there, different shades of gray. 
And I was talking to my buddy the other day after the UT stuff blew up. And I, in all my experience, Monty, I, I, I've dealt with one coach that I thought probably was squeaky clean, snow white clean, and that was Bobby Knight. Now, Bob, Bobby and I had our differences. We butted heads two or three times. But in terms of running a, 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 a squeaky clean program, uh, Bobby Knight might be the one person, if I had to pick one, that, that did. I, I don't believe Knight would have taken a, 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 a forget, forget a pair of shoes. I don't think Knight would have taken a, a shoestring. Uh, that, that's how, how straight-laced he was. But other than that, there's, you've got that big gray area. Monty, I know a, a, a coach personally, a former coach, who admitted to me once he, he committed an NCAA violation. One of his players was walking across the campus wearing his game shoes, and the coach went over and chewed him out, wanted to know what he's doing wearing his game shoes around campus, and he said, Coach, it's all the shoes I've got. I believe that was Dale Brown, to, wasn't it? Coach went back to the dorm, looked in the with the player, looked in his closet, and there were no shoes there. That that was the only pair of shoes that the kid owned. He'd worn one pair to school when they recruited him. They wore out, and he started wearing his game shoes on campus. The coach took him to a shoe store and bought him a pair of shoes, and he said, "There, there there's my violation." So, but I, and I didn't use it. I, I I didn't put that in the newspaper, Monty. That's but stuff like that. There's a big difference in buying a, a barefoot kid, a, pair, a barefoot player, a pair of shoes, and buying some kid a, a new Corvette, and and that's where that big big gray area, different shades of gray, comes in. Uh, the NCAA's got to have some kind of uh, something a little more reasonable. It can't be just just black and white like that. There's got to be different shades of of uh, violations and. Uh, and, and, but again, I, it sounds like the ones at UT. And again, I'm not on the inside, Monty. I don't know, but uh, it sounds like the ones at UT were a whole lot more serious than, than buying a, a barefoot player a, a pair of shoes. That sounds like a Dale Brown story to me. Well, we 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 uh, we won't go into it, but he, he's a, a, a friend of mine and a former coach, and uh, and uh, but but he can he confessed the. the NCAA violation took me one day. We were talking about it. He said, yeah, I, I, I broke the rules. Let me tell you about this. <laughs> Let me tell yeah. you why I did it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if that's, a, if, if that's a sin, he committed a sin. In my, in my mind, it's not. It's a shame for the NCAA to, to let it get to that point. I told a buddy of mine who's a big UT fan yesterday, I said, man, I said, McDonald's bags with money, I said, Boy, y'all got a very poor return on your investment. <laughs> you, <laughs> uh, Monty, a good friend of mine, Larry Schmidt, the, the, the Nashville Sounds founder, we, we have breakfast every Monday with some of our buddies. Uh, Boots Donnelly joined us last Monday, our, our old buddy Boots. Anyway, Schmidt was a recruiter at Vanderbilt uh, back in the, in the old days under under Pancoast, and, and, and he, he was really inside. And, and you talk about some recruiting stories. Uh, Schmidt can tell some. And uh, he... He basically, he pretty much played within the lines, according to Schmitto. But as I say, sometimes those goalposts can move a little, as you know. Exactly. Um, we, <laughs> I, I look in the, the fallout of all this, you're seeing it. Eric Gray, transfer portal, best running back. Um, Toa Toa, their leading tackler, has transferred. Two starting linemen have transferred. What What do you think the best course of action? Well, I'll tell you what. Let's take a break and we'll get into where you where you think UT needs to go uh, moving forward. All right, so we'll take a break and we'll be right back. And Chip Walters will update us on what's going on at MTSU with the Blue Raider Insider Report. Traffic's horrendous when the weather's bad. Be the first to get the news, traffic, and weather you want with a text alert from News Radio WGNS. Free text alert. Sign up online at WGNSRadio.com. 
Good afternoon. Really haven't been too bad out here on the interstate, but watch your speed as you continue down I-24 towards Manchester in the Coffee County. Short stopping of delays out here up and down sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Just busy where you would expect this time of the evening. It is back open over there on 840 East at Central Pike in Wilson County from that earlier backup with a truck fire. Ripley's Aquarium in the Smokies will be hosting Sleep with the Sharks March 27th. All the details at Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. It's Commander Chuck, and it's my goal to get you to and from work each weekday around the congestion and all the accidents. Listen for my traffic reports every weekday morning and afternoon here on News Radio WGNS and see real time traffic information at ontimetraffic.net. Hello again, this is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Whenever I finish with a family helping them pick out their funeral needs, locking in the price for the rest of their life, they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying, that wasn't as difficult as I thought. You know why? Because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts. You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance? Let the team at My Team Insurance help, a true independent insurance agency that represents you in protecting your home, your cars, your business, your life, and your health. Call My Team Insurance today, 895-4201. That's 895-4201. Proud to be sponsoring the Blue Raiders and proud to say, let's go Blue. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, play-by-play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up? Good afternoon, everybody. Let's talk volleyball as we get the season underway finally. The Middle Tennessee volleyball team kicks off its season this weekend with a pair of games against in-state foe Lipscomb. Season opener Friday night, uh, January 22nd, 6 o'clock, Alumni Memorial Gym. Middle will then return to the court against the Bisons Sunday at 1 o'clock at Allen Arena in Nashville. Friday's match will be available for streaming on CUSA.TV. Kayla Hensley was named to the Volleyball Preseason All-Conference USA team. She's one of 12 players to make up the 2021 list as voted on by the conference head coaches. After piecing together a stellar freshman year in 2019, she finished third on the team in kills with 202, third in blocks with 53, and fifth on the team in digs with 158. She also collected double-digit kills on 11 occasions. As a team, Middle Tennessee was picked to finish fifth in the Conference USA Eastern Division with reigning CUSA champion Western Kentucky chosen as the favorite to win the conference. Of course, the volleyball schedule was supposed to have been played last fall, but due to COVID-19 has been pushed to the spring. All right, men's tennis. The, uh, they will play in the ITA kickoff weekend on Friday and Saturday inside the new Ty Tucker Tennis Center in Columbus, Ohio. The Blue Raiders will take on number three, Ohio State, at 10 a.m. on Friday, while Iowa and Virginia will clash at 1 o'clock. The winners and losers will play on Saturday with the championship match set for approximately 2.30 Central Time. Middle Tennessee will take in a 1-0 record against Ohio State, and it will be uh, their Ohio State's first match 
match of the season. Again, Friday, 10 a.m., Ty Tucker Tennis Center in Columbus, Ohio. The Middle Tennessee singles team swept Louisiana on the way to a rousing 6-1 win in the season opener against the Ragin' Cajuns. Pavel Model, Stingin' Slump, Chris Edge, Francisco Rocha all earned straight set victories. The Blue Raiders last attended an ITA kickoff weekend just two years ago, hosted by North Carolina. All right, Blue Raider baseball, the annual Groundhog Day program will take place on February 2nd, but of course with a different touch. The 48th annual event will take place remotely and be broadcast on Facebook Live at 12 noon on uh, on Groundhog Day. So go ahead, get your own ham hocks, your own white beans, your own cornbread, and your own chocolate salad, of course, uh, and, and join us February 2nd at noon on the Blue Raider Athletics Facebook page. Fans will be introduced to the 2021 Blue Raider baseball team and see an interview panel featuring Middle Tennessee coaches and captains. In keeping with the tradition, the newest member of the Railbird family will also be announced. The Blue Raiders will also pay tribute to former head coach and Blue Raider Athletic Hall of Famer Steve Peterson during this very special Groundhog Day celebration coming up on Groundhog Day February 2nd. All right, basketball coming up this weekend. Middle Tennessee women travel to Bowling Green on Friday night to take on Western Kentucky. Blue Raiders suffered their first conference loss last Saturday against Southern Miss, but Middle still 5-1. and one. They are 7-4 and four overall. Western Kentucky is 3-7 and seven in uh, league or in overall play and 2-2 two and two in league play. The men's series this weekend will be played on Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon. We'll have more on that uh, coming up on Friday. All right, that's it for today. We'll have another update for you coming to wind up the week tomorrow afternoon all righty chip we appreciate you as always we'll talk to you tomorrow and remind everyone the blue raider insider report brought to each day by wayne blair and rayborn insurance steve ruckert and rei advisors and mike tanzel and my team insurance we'll take a break and be right back Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist, join us today. Uh, we're you know, just kind of touching on some different topics, football programs across the state. Um, obviously, UT uh, is the uh, center of the big investigation right now. Larry, moving forward, and uh, I'll make a comment and then ask you a question. I don't think it's just fans. I think... Um, um, sports talk hosts and people that are employed. I think they got some visions of grandeur about the UT job right now. They're still insisting it's a great job. It, at this point in time, it is not. 
and they're you know they want to get this guy they want to get this guy moving forward uh, they just added Kevin Steele a former UT player to their staff is the best thing for this year for them to make him an interim coach because if you bring in another coach I'm afraid again in three or four years they're going to be doing another one because they're going to struggle during this time frame. Monty, you're right. UT is not, like I said before, it's not the, the, the UT football program that, that my Army buddies used to ask me about in the old days. You know, they're just even people all around the country. From They'd say, man, UT, what a football program you guys have got down there. It, it, those glory days are past. However, I'm still optimistic, Monty, that, that they can be – returned they could be restored there's no reason in the world why a, a school like ut with the resources that it has and and the foundation that it, that it once had you know won a national championship and some of the greatest players came in the world came through there peyton manning and so forth there's no reason it can't can't get back like i say it's going to be hard because when you get behind in the sec you like at talladega you 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 run fast and you still can't catch up but I, I, there's just no reason, Monty, if you look at it objectively, why this program can't get rebuilt. And it's still, you're right, it's not a, you know, they're not going to lure Nick Saban away from Alabama to coach UT. But there are a lot of good coaches out there who would, would I think, would be willing to give it a shot because it's such it's such a good uh, the potential is there, like Boots Donnelly used to say. Potential is a word that means you hadn't done anything, but but the, the potential is there, and the resources is there, and there's no reason that that program couldn't be built back. Now Vanderbilt, it's, it's impossible. Vanderbilt's never going to be a contender in the SEC, but but it, it's not at UT, and I think a good coach could could, could be talked into coming there, Monty. It's a it's a, a, a an SEC <clears throat> a, a SEC head coaching job at a at a program that's on hard times but has tremendous potential. And uh, I, I don't see why and, – and, again, I wouldn't be in favor of going through a, <clears throat> through, excuse me, through a season with an interim coach. You're just delaying and in, in, in the inevitable. It's like putting off a, a serious operation. Mm-hmm. If you, you're going to have to do it, so go ahead and get it done and get the rebuild it started and struggle through a, a, a couple of years trying to rebuild and get some recruits and get, get back on their feet. I'd, I'd go ahead and do it now. And people think that there's a lot of good coaches out there. And one, Monty, in my opinion, the best coach is, is Hugh Freeze. Now, I know people are rolling their eyes and shuddering, you know. And I, I told my buddy that. And he said, yeah, that's just what we need. We fire we fire Cruitt for cheating. And we, we bring in another coach who was kicked out for cheating. But uh, I'm a big believer in second chances, uh, Monty. I've had a lot in my life. And I, 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 if I were advising, which obviously I'm not, I would go after Hugh Freeze. Now, for, for the reason I gave you, he, he, he didn't have a chance. UT wouldn't do it. The administration wouldn't do it. They'd be worried about the, the, the media howling and all the uproar. I would let the media howl, and then when Hugh Freeze came in and started beating Nick Saban like he's already done twice, I think that howling would subside. Mm-hmm. But even if they don't get go after Hugh Freeze, they, they, they don't listen to Woody in Nashville and get, get the best coach out there who's right now is Hugh Freeze. Um, there's still some good coaches, I think, Monty, that that would take that job. The money, the money is there. The the resources is there. Everything is in place to 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 turn that program around and 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 bring back the old glory days that you and I are talking about. So it it, it there's no reason it couldn't happen. And I think they can. UT should be able to coach to talk some some bright young, well, not necessarily young, but mid level experienced coach into coming and and. Uh, and taking that program over. Uh, let me let me ask you this. And well, first of all, I'll say I know a lot of sports. I know a, a plethora of sports writers. Um, they're in no position. Most of them are not in position to judge anybody from a character standpoint. So I mean, Monty, um, most of us have had had second chances before, and and, and a, a few of us have even had third and fourth chances. Well, I'll be the Again, first. That, that's why I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Just I wouldn't discount Hugh Freeze just because of his past problems. You know, like they say, the if you want to catch a catch a burglar, hire a burglar to catch him. And and Freeze, you know, having gone through what he's gone through, he's probably the most squeaky clean coach in the country now because he's you know he's not going to going to make the same mistakes 
class, I, I don't think. But again, go go ahead with your point. Okay. Well, let me ask you this: if um, if you're UT and it sounded like from the chancellor's point of view, they they feel like they're pretty much dead to rights on this. Do you go ahead right now and hammer yourself? Because the the their sanctions could be two, three years from now before all the dust is set on all this. So they just go ahead and ban themselves from a bowl the next two years, um, a, a bowl game that they're probably not going to make anyway. Uh, and should they, you know, cut some scholarships? I mean, should they go ahead initially and police themselves to the point where maybe the NCAA isn't that very hard on them? Yeah, they should, Monty. If you got something like a, like I said, like a trip to the dentist for a, a bad tooth, go ahead and get it done and get it over with because it's not going to get better. UT should should be honest, uh, uh, confess its sins, and throw itself on the mercy of the NCAA. Say this is what what we discovered. We were we, we were negligent and 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 you know overlooking this program, this mess that was created under our noses, uh, and and uh, you know we're, we're guilty and we're we're making. You know, we're 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 getting it fixed. We're we're kicking the guilty people out. We're we're cleaning cleaning up our act, and we we hope you'll have have a little mercy on us. But whatever the sanctions are going to be, Monty, I would say go ahead and bite the bullet and get them over with. Because otherwise, if you drag it out, it's going to be hanging over them. You know, if they're good recruit, uh, other schools will use it against UT in recruiting. Man, you want to go there? You you don't know what's going to happen. You might spend four years playing at UT and never. To never be bowl eligible, you know things like that. So go go ahead, and uh, when when you've got something uh, a bad chore ahead of you, go ahead and plunge into it and get it over with and get it behind you and and get the slate as clean as you can. And then and then you can deal with people honestly with recruits saying, you know, this we may have a bumpy year ahead of us, but things are going to get better. But uh, now, put, putting it off, or, or, or the worst thing they could do would be try to hide stuff from the NCAA because, man, when, when they start when they, when they start sniffing around, they they don't leave they they find anything that's going on. So that would be the worst thing that UT could do would be not complete would be not com- to be not completely candid and honest with them. Uh, go ahead and like I say, confess your sins and hope for the best. We're joined today by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. We'll take a break and be right back. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, Here's what you've been missing. You think we're way out there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Ryan, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Good afternoon. It really hasn't been too bad out here on the interstate, but watch your speed as you continue down I-24 towards Manchester into Coffee County. Short stopping of delays out here up and down sections of in Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Just busy where you would expect this time of the evening. It is back open over there on 840 East at Central Pike in Wilson County from that earlier backup with a truck fire. Ripley's Aquarium in the Smokies will be hosting Sleep of the Sharks March 27th. All the details at Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. We do it your way at Sir Pizza. If you haven't tried Sir Pizza, it's truly an experience that has to be tasted to be appreciated. Dine-in, delivery, and carry-out on East Main Memorial and South Church. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence and service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. 
Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. All right, Larry, we'll turn the page. Since we've had you on, the Titans were knocked out of the um, um, playoffs. Um, if you had told me, Larry, that Tennessee would have held the Ravens to 20 points, I'm thinking the Titans win by 10 points. Maybe two touchdowns didn't work out that way. <clears throat> and if you told me, Mossy, that Derek Henry would be held to forty yards out of out of wonder what planet you're you're, you're on. Yeah, exactly. it's just a bad bad offensive performance. It, you know, Tannehill, he he it, it looked like he he broke under pressure. Henry looked like he went into a funk at one point. Uh, he, he, he came off the field and Brable walked followed down the sidelines, jawing at him. So it was just a just a terrible, terrible performance, and really, really disappointing because they'd worked all season to get in that position to make another run, you know, maybe a Super Bowl run, and and then to get in that position, a division champions, home field advantage, everything is there for the taking, and they they blew it. Uh, just a, a, a bad, bad one, one of the worst offensive performances at the worst time of the season with with the whole season on the line, and they. Again, they they work so hard to to get in that position, and then uh, then let it slip slip away. And you know, um, we'll we'll note that um, Derrick Henry today, um, by the National Football Writers Association, named the NFL Offensive Player of the Year. Of course, Aaron Rodgers the MVP. And you know, I remember a few years back when I, we had you on the show, right after the draft, you said you thought. Uh, uh, Derrick Henry was a homemade, a home run pick, and that certainly turned out to be the case. Yeah, and again, Mont, it, it, it's uh, it's ironic that they, he gets the offensive player of the year coming off the worst the worst game in his career, probably certainly the the, the worst performance, you know, in, in a in a big game like that with the in the playoffs and and forty yards. I, I would have thought Derrick Henry could have could have stumbled for forty yards, but he just. Uh, he never got in gear. He never, and and give give the Ravens, you know, credit, man. They they had him had him scouted out, and they were playing back, and you know, or playing that so he couldn't get a full head of steam. In other words, they had figured out how to stop Derrick Henry, and they and they stopped him. The loss of Arthur Smith. How? What do you think the ramifications of that are going to be? Well, he did a good job. Obviously, uh, I've always wondered what in the world he's coaching. If your if your dad owns Federal Express, I don't know if I'd be be spend, spending my weekends on a on a, on a football field. But uh, he obviously did a good job, uh, and he'll be be a good coach, I think, for the Falcons. Uh, but he's he's an interesting man, Monty. Somebody who's a you know obviously the heir to a, to a billion dollar fortune and, and chooses to go out on his own and coach football. You got you got to admire someone like that. And from what I could tell, he did a did a great job right up until the until the last game when the when everything was on the line. But you can't fault him. He can't go out there and and carry the football for for Henry or throw the football for Tannehill or block for some, the lineman up front. But uh, to answer your question, I I thought he did a good job, and I think he'll be successful as a as a head coach. All right, um, the central, I mean the South Division. We got Urban Meyer now, you know. Probably Trevor Lawrence, um, uh, Deshaun Watson, extremely unhappy in Houston. Probably not going to be there. Philip Rivers retires. So what's the? It's going to be an interesting off season for the AFC South. Yeah, it is. It's uh, and it's for, for the reasons you just uh, mentioned, Monty. And it's also going to be interesting, you know, for the Titans. I mean, they've. They had some some problems that were uncovered in that in that playoff game that they've got to they've got to get fixed during the off season. So so the the Titans' outlook is is in my opinion kind of muddled too. Even though they've got Tannehill and and Henry and you know AJ Brown, some some of the, the star players coming back on offense, they've still got some some problems on defense and, and frankly some problems on offense too. They in other words they they can't play next season, Monty. Like they played that uh, the last game of this season. If they do, it's going to be a, going to be the outcome's going to be the same. All right, Larry. Before we get out of here, um, 
we're less than a month away from NASCAR cranking back in. Now, where's the first race? Is it still Daytona or is it later? Daytona. Still, still Daytona. Two two races at Daytona to kick the season off. And, of course, the big big news locally in Monty is the Super Speedway in Gladeville, but located between Lebanon and Murfreesboro. It's cranking back up and going to have a cup race in, in June, late June. So, uh, the, the the big league big league NASCAR racing is coming to Middle Tennessee and just right, right down the road from the borough. So it's going to be going to be an interesting, exciting year when the when the the, the, the big leaguers come rolling in. What what is the biggest storyline you think there is? I, I, there's about two or three. Monty one is is the retirement of Jimmy Johnson. Uh, this past season, he it was his last year, and he's a seven time champion, one of the all time great drivers in history with Richard Petty and Dale Earnhardt for championships with seven. So Jimmy Johnson signals the end of an era, and at the same time, Chase Johnson, this bright young 24-year-old kid, comes in and wins the championship. So we're seeing a changing of the guard. Jimmy, the seven-time champ, going out, and Chase coming in and almost, you know, I don't know if he even started shaving yet, and he's won a championship. And uh, 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 uh Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is, in my opinion, the best racer in NASCAR, and he had a terrible season. Uh, you know, wasn't even competitive in a lot of races, managed to win one, but overall just a disastrous season for Kyle. I think the comeback of Kyle Busch is going to be a, a fascinating story to follow. But a whole, a whole lot of good storylines. All right, Larry, good to catch up with you again, as always. I always appreciate you joining us. Yeah, keep the faith, Monty. The, the sun will shine at some point. All right, buddy. <laughs> okay. That's Larry Woody joining us today on All Sports Talk. Uh, That'll do it for today's show. Everybody have a great rest of the day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.